All right. I'm back here with Rachel. Uh, and uh, we were recently at a conference together, you know. It was a great time. It was a good time. I haven't laughed that hard in a really <laughs> long time. I think we actually spent a lot of time laughing about Michael Stack. I think mostly. <laughs> shout out, Michael Stack. Big shout out, Michael. You keep going to bed at 7 p.m. We got you, man. <laughs> <laughs> so much fun. How are things for you in California? Things are great. The weather has been kind of wild all over the country, except yeah. for here. It's been beautiful. So we got really lucky. Yeah. Yeah. It has been it's like super heat waves and things of that nature. And uh, yeah. today for us, it's like, eh, it's probably in the seventies, not too bad, but it's going to be yeah. close to a hundred after that. So awesome. Back How's Colorado treating you? I'm loving it. Yeah. It's such a nice place. It so is. many, the people are super nice here, like they crazy are. nice. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, when you're somewhere and people actually like where they live, Totally. that's Colorado people. Welcome to Colorado. It's amazing. Yeah. It's been cool. There's some amazing stat about the Im the percentage of people that are implants in Colorado. I can't remember exactly what it is, but so many people move there. It's why when you look at the um, CDC obesity statistics, Colorado is always the sort of like holdout for when things tick up a little bit. And it's yeah. because really healthy people move to Colorado because well, they just love it and want to be there. Yeah, it is. I mean, I've lived a lot of places and most people don't actually go, oh, Welcome to this place. You're going to yeah. really love it. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, this part's not that great and this part's bad. Not in Colorado. It's like a badge of honor to live here. Everybody's like, oh, you're here. That's I'm amazing. Welcome here. It's amazing. You know, so it's been we really always, nice. We always thought we were going to land in Colorado and we thought so, we thought we were going to land there so much for years. We were like, we're going to look for the right time to move to Colorado. And we lived on the East Coast and we had a boat, we had a sailboat. And okay. we actually named it the Colorado because we were like, <laughs> we were like going to manifest that we were going to yeah. get there. And then we ended up in California. So. Yeah. Well, you know, California is very beautiful. It's very True. beautiful. And True. Uh, man, it was nice meeting you in person. In we met person. in real life. IRL people. Yeah. That's the thing. And I remember you saying you're shorter than people think. People see you and you're shorter than they think, right? I am quite short. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> It's all right. I'm quite short too. It's it's totally fine. So, but uh, you know, it's funny. I we met on LinkedIn. Was it LinkedIn? How we met? I think so. Yeah. yeah. I want to say it was through Amy Bantham, probably oh, yeah, yeah. way back in the day. I think you were on her podcast, or she was on yeah. yours, or something. And Both. Yeah. You did the series with Michael Stack about changing the fitness industry, mm -hmm. and then I think we I can't remember who reached out first, but we were like, we need to know each other because yeah, this yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting. I think that's a conversation certainly worth having. And obviously we've talked about it and we've presented on it. ACSM. After that presentation, uh, which was a lot about, you know, getting out of silos and professionalizing the industry, did you get any feedback about it or anything oh, like that? Oh, a ton. Yeah. So many people. I mean, you'll remember, and you talked about this in your recap podcast, but there were so many people in that room people are just starving for making something different happen in this space. And a bunch of people have reached out and they're just like, I'm not really sure what to do about it yet, yeah. but I feel like you're that group. You all were heading in the right direction and we need to be having this conversation, you know, just from the perspective of what does the profession look like? How do we train our professionals? How do we act with each other when we're on the floor together? Um, 
you know, we're just in a really different time and fitness is changing. Thank goodness. You know, evolution's always good, but we can't be entrenched in all of our old ways as the profession changes. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I think it's interesting when I was at IDEA in LA and we were talking about Oh yeah, about huge congrats, by the way, <laughs> trainer you. of the year. Ooh, snazzy. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. It was crazy. It was actually like really crazy. Yeah. Like, it's just like a huge event. Uh, and the moment was very overwhelming. It was extremely overwhelming. Yeah. Um, well, so well deserved. Thank you. But you know, what's weird is like, I, um, I kind of do a lot of my work in the shadow, you know, I just basically post on LinkedIn. I don't have other social media. So it's very weird to be recognized by a lot of people Sure. and walking around and like everyone knows who you are. It was very strange. <laughs> Very well, strange. I mean, you're a pretty out there guy. Like people know who you are, but you're also, you're like what I would call an extroverted introvert, right? Yeah. Like you're one of these people, like you're pretty quiet. You have like your thing and you can get up in front of a room and just like, wow, everybody. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> well I just don't congrats. have my life on social media. Like totally, I'm not out yeah. there. Like I have my professional stuff and podcasts, but like my personal life is mm -hmm. definitely nowhere near social yeah. media yeah. at all. So I don't smart. think people like smart. know me. <laughs> smart. Yes. And you know, the other thing is people kept coming up to me. I'm going to follow you on IG. I'm like, I don't yeah. have it. I don't know. Yeah. And then some lady I went goes, down that rabbit hole when we, when you? I first met, I was like, where is he on social media? And then you're like, I'm not. And I was like, oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> Why does everybody say that, but doesn't do it? Here's I know, the thing. We're all though. sucked into it. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I I tried several years ago, and I got on. And I said, I don't like this. I don't want. I don't want my stuff out here on this thing. Yeah, and that was just me, you know. But uh, the look of disbelief among my colleagues was incredible, incredible yeah. about it. But I think a lot of people, same thing. I was in com some committee meetings, and this topic keeps coming up about how do we kind of create Voltron here? How do we join the forces <laughs> without messing up people's money? Because it's always about money. Sure. I feel for that. And uh, what are what are some things maybe you have been thinking about since we've been talking that could help in this arena? Yeah, it's such a good point. And I like the idea. I, I do want, you know, making money, this is our profession for all of us, right? And so I, I don't want to suggest that people, you know, just start doing all their work for free or like have to be yeah. super altruistic about, you know, we want to do well by doing good in this space, right? And so I do want to keep that front of mind. And that was what Michael was presenting on is how can we create new financial models that can be really helpful for the trainers and the professionals in this space and then also use those models to help people reach their goals, whether it's a health goal or a you know sort of an aspirational feeling or, you know, happiness kind of goal. But that's the thing that I just keep coming back to and one of the interesting things that I've got both positive and negative feedback on is basically surrounding this idea of, you know, you were all talking on this panel about selling joy <laughs> and yeah. how, you know, the fitness industry for so long has been about image, it's been about weight, it's been about, you know, strength gains and the joy factor has really kind of, you know, it's always been kind of an undercurrent, but it's never been the selling point. And I did get both positive and negative feedback on that, specifically around the financial piece was, yeah, it's great if people want to come and be happy, but like, how do you monetize that? Like, yeah. how do you show people that they're happier or whatever? 
So that's been something that's been swirling around in my brain a lot is, you know, how do you, how do we pivot into, and you talk about this a lot, is into the sort of like internal framework of changing the system. So, you know, you're always talking about supporting the client and the, you know, for lack of a better term, like sort of becoming the the psychologist in the yeah. room, you know, where yeah. like you are, in, you know, anybody that's ever been a trainer knows that you sort of become a de facto therapist for everybody for that sure. you work with. And how do you teach those skills? And, and how do you make that a part of the client journey without it just sounding a little, I don't know, like frou-frou hippie, right? Like it's just <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh, we're going to sell joy. And yeah. the other the other people that pushed back on this pretty hard, which were which was interesting, and we were at the American College of Sports Medicine, so it's sort of clinical space. Yeah, is they were like that doesn't really play in the hospitals or in the clinical space. Is if you want to be a clinical um, exercise physiologist yeah. or something like that, like we don't sell joy. <laughs> like that's your <laughs> that's your problem. It's actually. kind of your big problem yeah, here. Totally. <laughs> Are you so selling this is, morbidity? I mean, yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the this is the swirl that's been in my brain yeah. since we left. Is how do you how do you productize or should you productize? Yeah. I, I mean, I think I made that word up. I'm not sure. <laughs> it's okay. This this joy factor. This you know, because we all get into it because we love it, right? Like why do we all become yeah. part of the exercise physical activity spaces? Because we love to exercise or mm-hmm. be physically active. We feel that deep intrinsic piece. So you don't have to sell it to us. But I think what we're selling to other people is not that. It's weight loss. It's a package. Yes. It's a, you know, strength metric or outcome. And I would love to figure out how to get this across the system where exercise, physical activity is not necessarily health, a health metric, right? Yeah. Like you don't have to measure it with a health metric. But that's hard to sell. It's hard to sell. I think it's hard to sell among our colleagues completely. Yeah. I mean, I think about like at ACSM, I was actually surprised how many people attended our presentation. Mm-hmm. Considering the crowd. I mean, it's nothing against a more academic environment. I mean, we both have our terminal degrees. I mean, we yep. understand this, this stuff. But, and it was a very uh, well attended and crazy amount of questions after. We were there like an hour afterwards. Yep. And there's contrast when I was at uh, IDEA and uh, Dr. Kelly Walters had a great presentation about bias and training. She's in California. And it was like eight people in there. And it had a lot with like working with clients and how yeah. you, you know, don't present, you know, implicit versus explicit bias. And I could tell she was disappointed. Big shout yeah. out to Kelly. I, I wanted to show up to support her because I was like, I come to these type of things. But it was like, we're having trouble selling this to actual people working the business Sure. for that. And so I think that's another issue is this kind of within industry problem we're having too. How, what was being sold? Like, what was the what were the selling points at Idea? Like, what, what are the, the things that people are like, oh, we're going well, after? Well, I always look at ideas like this as like my buddy Michael Pierce. Oh, it, Pierce, he always says, it's the starving artist of the industry. <laughs> it's really for like the people who are like your everyday trainer, everyday group exercise instructor. It's definitely a non-academic yeah. environment, which I, I like existing in all those environments. Sure. I, I enjoy that. Uh, but I feel like 
without I'm not a spokesperson for idea just because I won this thing. <laughs> but I would say being in the behind the scenes, they're really trying to unite the entire industry. So for instance, I can say this, I know they're partnering with ACSM for the Personal Trainer Institute in February. That's That's big. That's huge. And I know they are working on doing that with most of the certifications out there. Now, whether they respond to this or not, it's a whole other thing. (laughs) Hey, idea and ACSM, let's make this work. You know, that means, and I felt ACSM trying and I now that I see that they're actually there's these bridges together, and I'm sure that's a lot of Amy and Francis Narek and all these sure. people. You got to get the right players in the space. Yep, shout out to Francis. He's right, people like Francis and Amy, they're the right players. Unfortunately, I don't know a lot of the other players. I would love to, and uh, I think Reach if you're really committed LinkedIn. to the industry, you better be a part of this. I really feel that, you know. I totally agree. I, I mean, that's something. It's funny, just coming back to the social media piece for a second, it's something that I pretty much exclusively use my social media for is bridging these gaps. So I yeah. think that's something that you and I are really sort of aligned on and what drew us together early on is just, you know, we have to connect the dots because yeah. the silos are killing our industry. It's like you can't just be academic or just be fitness, right? It's got to yeah. be both. And it's got to be both for the practitioners, you know, I have this, um, you know, series of courses that I offer through my strong process site. That's nutrition and supplementation, which is my background that exercise professionals should know, not necessarily because the professionals are, you know, perpetuating some kind of like myths or whatever, but because we're never really taught this stuff back in the day. Right. And so, you know, I always say like academics suck at Instagram and because of that, you know, there's this disconnect between these worlds where the doctors and the physicians and the academics live in one side of the room and the fitness wellness folks live on the other side of the room and we need each other. Like ACSM needs idea and idea yes. needs ACSM. Yes. <laughs> because these worlds have to talk to each other. Otherwise, this is just my personal opinion. Otherwise, this is where we get a lot of really unintentional and um, I would say well-intentioned misinformation, right? Yeah. So like so like a trainer reads something or experiences something and then they're posting all over their social media, oh, I did this cold plunge for this or that or whatever. I took the supplement, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, this worked for me and I believe it's going to work for other people. But without the academic side of the house being like, we're going to collaborate to make sure that good information is getting disseminated within our profession and then getting sort of disseminated to the client, we end up with all this mixed matched information. At the end of the day, the client's the one that suffers because they're like, well, this person's saying this, this person's saying that. So if we don't connect these dots, I mean, people, you know, it's not like the end of the world. Like it's not, people are going to like start dropping dead because they're taking a cold plunge, but like (laughs) You know, I guess maybe if you stay in it too long, but, (laughs) but you know, like, you know, this, the client just gets confused and gets pissed off at everybody. It's like, that's not helpful. So yeah. It's definitely not. But think about this. And it's like, we're just doing this to ourselves. So for example, idea was the same exact weekend as the NSCA, national NSCA conference. Oh no. That should never happen. Never happen. That should, that's poor planning a lack of connection between the organizations oh, yeah. that should never happen. I just yeah. call them out. I really don't care. I, no, I'm not, 
you know? Yeah, that should not happen. Shouldn't happen, right? And because the while those groups might not be exclusively like they're not the same group, there's a lot of overlap. Yeah, and like the strength and conditioning space, so that you know, I we sort of I think you and I hop around kind of all these spaces. Is the strength and conditioning space? They're doing some super cool, unique stuff yeah. too, and they have to be part of this conversation. I mean, we talked about it. So I'm a program director for. Um, seems we're calling people out. I'm a program director <laughs> for an exercise science program. And like even coming down to the accreditation process, it's like ACSM has their own accreditation yeah. and SCA has their own accreditation. And I have to fill out all that damn paperwork and pay fees to every organization. Yeah. And my students are like, well, who does it matter? Like who cares? And I'm like, well, if you want, <laughs> if you want to go take the test, if you want to take the CSCS test or the ACSM EP test, yeah, I have to get our program credential. Yeah. Yeah, the connecting of the dots is just – I know people are working on it. We're just not there For yet. Sure. We've got to get there. But yeah, that idea in NSCA overlap is not cool. It's not okay. No. Like that shouldn't happen. I don't know if it's going to be the same next year, but I do know that like ideas really reaching out, you know, they're independent now. So they kind of yeah. exist outside of any other organization and they could essentially be a uniter. Totally for agree. all of these. So there's no reason for ideas, a huge show that all the certifications should be there. Yep. Totally. And giving agree. people options to go around the, 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 the floor was gigantic. And, you know, they had, uh, the DECA Spartan group was there was massive. It was huge. The mega circuit stuff you see at Ursa, all that stuff. They had yeah. the same things, but these, we should be uniting and the certifications, especially it's fine. Have your own thing, but give people options. Walk around. They can see ACE. They can see ACSM. They can see the NSCA, the whole thing. Um, and we should we should be inviting colleges yeah. to these oh, things. Totally. Like ACSM does a good job of. I've saw some of that. Yeah. Idea needs to do more of that. We need to get more colleges involved. And the students. Yeah. Students. A big yeah. student can. We need a big student contingent at yeah. these conferences. I agree. I think. Because you're in that environment mainly. I'm just getting back into it. What do you see about that? Yeah. I mean, I think the thing is, I'll I'll tell you that it's it's kind of fun. I think most most of my students, so I'm at Norwich University, most of my students get into the exercise science space because like all of us that got into this field, they like to exercise, right? So that's number one. But the second thing is most of them, when they first come in, because they're 18 years old and they have no idea what they want to do with their life, most of them come in and they're like, I want to be a personal trainer. Yeah. And we've talked about this before. And like up until very recently, and I think you and I are starting to change the narrative on this, up until very recently, people would be like, you're going to get a degree to be a personal trainer. Like, why would you do that? Just go be a personal trainer. It's kind of like a lesser certification, right? Yeah. And I call BS on that, right? Like I think have a degree in exercise, go be a personal trainer. It's only going to make the field better and stronger. and once you get through those degree programs, if you're like, I want to go the clinical route, now you've got a foundation yeah. to do that. I want to go and become a college strength and conditioning coach. Now you've got a, you know, a thing to do, a certification or a, you know, an education to do that. And if at the end of that four years, you're like, no, I just really want to go work with people. I want to be a personal trainer. Yeah. That should be a really cool professional opportunity and not seen as less than. And I think this is something else, you know, when you said like, what are the things that are coming up after our conversation? It's just starting to percolate in my mind now, but this is something that I think we also need to work on is that this isn't a hierarchy, right? So it's not like 
one certification is a better certification than another, there is a place for every single professional in this space, right? So like if you want to be a strength and conditioning coach at a university, you need a certain level of education and you need to have an understanding of how to work with that very specific population. Yeah. But personal trainers are saving the world right now, literally like one person at a time and for them to not have the same, you know, like you see, and I think I might've even presented a slide that looks something like this in our presentation is you see the sort of like hierarchy of exercise professional and the PT, the, you know, CPT is down on the bottom. Like what, what that's, that's crazy. Like that, these people, the people that work in this space. I consider myself one of them. You are now yeah. the number one trainer for my <laughs> of the year. Like you can have a PhD and be an amazing personal trainer yeah. and and vice versa. You can, you know, just be a super amazing enthusiast and be a personal trainer. And I just feel like we need to get out of this hierarchy um, mentality Yeah. in this space. It's like everybody – I like, so I'm a spin instructor too, right? And so the, word, the phraseology that I like to use is there's a butt for every saddle, right? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like sometimes you want to go and just take a good old fashioned, I don't know if this is the, the like Schwinn, it used to be Mad Dog back in the day, right? Yeah. And then sometimes you want to go to Soul Cycle, And like, that's two totally different places, sure. but like people are going to really, you know, resonate with one or the other. So this is, a, so I think, how do we sell joy? is number one. How do we make this a thing? How do we connect the dots and how do we sort of start to eliminate this hierarchy so that we bring some professionalization to the entire field? Most definitely. The personal trainer conversation is interesting because I had done like a solo cast about sometimes you have shame about being a personal trainer because, and man, that was a big one because a lot of people contacted me. It was like, I've been feeling this way yeah. I think not only does maybe the outside or allied health professionals or consumers sometimes think this, but within our industry, it's like, oh, you're a trainer. You're like at the bottom. Like yeah. you should be aspiring to be an exercise physiologist or doing research. And that was one of the, my most proud things about winning that award is like, I'm a full-time trainer and I yeah. have my doctorate and I've run clubs before and stuff, but I choose to be a full-time trainer. Yeah. I enjoy it. I really do. It should never be the last option for you. And I think so many of our colleagues look at it as the last option. It's difficult to maintain doing, but it's just a different rung on the on a different thing we're doing. It doesn't like make it worse, you know, but I think it's also because it's very easy to become a trainer too. Yeah, that's true. So that also doesn't lend a lot of credibility, but it's certainly a very worthwhile profession to be in. And uh, see, after that, my new thing is, well, it's not new for a lot of people in our discussion, but, you know, there's the conversation, what's the minimum criteria for entry mm-hmm. into our, like, I've been really thinking about that. And sometimes I think the four-year degree or traditional route is, uh, it's good. Listen, I have it, you have it, the whole thing, but it's becoming so cost prohibitive how can you ask someone to pay so much money uh, for something that maybe the return is really, they're not going to be able to pay off their student loans, different things like that. So I'm actually, I'm going back into teaching community colleges. And I think that may be a good minimum criteria for the personal training entry level, because in most, most states, if you have residency, it's very cheap to do a community college or free in some states. And so then you take the cost aspect out of it 
you buffer up these community college vocational programs, and that could be an interesting opportunity for a minimum entry standard that's formalized but not outrageously expensive. Yeah, yeah I totally agree. And I, you know, I think as we're thinking about, you know, the sort of like minimum requirement for entry too is this field is constantly changing and there's always going to be new modalities and new training techniques. And, you know, we all have to keep up on all of those trends and, you know, the, as the research is changing and this is sort of where I see, you know, like, do you need a four-year degree to be a personal trainer? You know, as it currently stands, no, but you're always going to be a lifelong learner in this space. Right. And like, did you learn how to like differentiate between eccentric and concentric contractions in your exercise physiology class and like, you know, understand how lactate is formed? Sure. Yeah. But I'm not necessarily convinced that that's going to make you a better trainer if you're, if you're, committed to being a lifelong learner in the space. And again, this comes right back to the idea of idea needs ACSM and ACSM needs idea because, you know, all of this information just constantly needs to be fed into this system so that we're all speaking the same language. We all understand where the trends are. And one thing that I'll say as a researcher is I pick up a ton of cool research ideas from what's going on in the field, right? So experimenting, getting excited about stuff. Um, it works both ways. And so, yeah, I, the lifelong learner bit, and again, it just comes right back to this idea of connecting the dots is that you don't need a four-year degree to get into this space, but you do need to, you know, stay up on the information and make sure that you have good sources. Um, but yeah, I, I think about this a lot too. Um, especially as an educator, is how do we how do we lower the barrier to entry into yeah. exercise, knowing how essential it is for health and longevity and happiness? I think there's a lot of discussions on lowering barriers for a lot of things, and in a good way. It's kind of like even conference attendees. Right? So, like, my, a lot of these conferences are way too expensive for your general exercise professional. They yeah. just are, and I think it's. And then, so then you're forcing people to go to certain conferences because, well, this is going to cost a lot of money, the airfare, the travel, and then the actual cost to just be an attendee. Yep. And I think we have to lower the entrance fees for this stuff. Yeah, um, I totally agree. Right? I did, If you want to get like your everyday trainer, group exercise instructor, even whatever, exercise physiologist, whoever, you need to make it cheaper. For me, yeah. for the people to be there. I guess it's a money conversation. I know. Yeah, we're back to it. Back to the money. <laughs> it always comes back to the money. You know? <laughs> no, I totally agree. I mean, think about how much I, you know, I, I was blessed to be able to have uh, support from my university to come out to ACSM. Yeah. But when I put all those receipts together and send it back, exactly to your point, airfare, food, hotel, the cost to entry and the, you know, the conference fees, it's not less than $1,500, $2,000 right. every time you go to these conferences. And, you know, you got to save your pennies for something like that, especially if you're a trainer. I wanted to come back to this idea of CPTs being looked at as less than two. Yeah. This was a thought that was swirling when you were talking. Is I think it was you in a podcast long ago that said something like, I walk into a room and um, 
I tell the crowd like, oh, what do you do? And you're like, oh, I'm a personal trainer. And they're like, oh, great. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> and like the person next to me comes in and they're like, oh, I'm a physical therapist. And they're like, oh, cool. <laughs> what? Right? Like, oh, that's just so Whoa. great. And yeah, I mean, look, love to the physical therapist. But at sure. the end of the day, they're just like they're doing personal training and with a very specific <laughs> right. focus, right? I mean, again, loved the physical therapist. Right. I realized you that you know have a doctoral degree. Yeah. But yeah, right? Like we're all working to exercise with people. Yeah. And like I will often – it's funny when my kids come in, my students um, come in and they come in with their parents. They're like, oh, I want to be a personal trainer. And you can just see the parents like – you know, they're like nostrils flare. How and, could you? <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> they're like, how are you ever going to make a living out of this, right? And I'm like, hey, man, like – I've made a fair share of money like yeah. in the fitness industry. Like it's a good profession. Yeah. It's a good side hustle. Like it got me through grad school, you know, like I just – it's one thing that I, I, you know, again, this idea of like the money and everything yeah. else. Like you can make good money in this space and help people with a certified personal trainer certification, right? Like it doesn't have to be that you become – you know, you have a terminal degree and again, that's not to say that you wouldn't want to like, sure, there's reasons why you would want to go do something like that. But this comes back to this idea of we got to flatten the hierarchy and be like, everybody has a place in this space because me as a researcher and a program director now, like I've got a couple clients here and there and most of them are on the nutrition side of the house now, but I don't have time to do this kind of thing. Or when when we're at a physician's conference, like sports, you know, sports medicine conference, and we're telling all the doctors, you got to talk to your patients about exercise. They get five minutes, yeah. right? They get five minutes to talk to their patients. Who are they sending them to? They need to send them to the personal trainers yeah. who have dedicated their life to help people be active. And like that needs to be an eyeball to eyeball sense of respect is that, you know, I'm going to diagnose that this person needs exercise for whatever it is that they're going through. And I'm going to give them to you because you are the professional that's doing the work in the field. And that's something that I would love to see more of as well is that we can respect where each of us are in this sort of big circle, this big family of exercise that we yeah. have. Yeah. That was interesting at, at ACSM, like in the question and answer session. Yeah. And there were several doctors who were like, because Micah was really passionate about the outcomes, you know? Yeah. And I think a lot of doctors were like, whoa, 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 let's talk about this outcome thing here. I mean, like, how do we do this? And here's the um, limitations we have with time. And it's kind of like a whack-a-mole thing, it feels like, in our business. It's like, oh, we have to deal with the healthcare system. Uh, We have to deal with this lack of regulation. Uh, And then somebody's like, Amy's hitting it here. Graham's trying to do this here. Francis is just like, pop, let's do some legislation here. You know, it's it's so uh, daunting, all the things that have to be done. But I'm a firm believer that we just have to have the right, we got to have the right people in place who are really dedicated to, and we do have that. Uh, but it starts with, I think we got to have a lot of advocacy in our, and what we're doing. And I feel that I see the advocacy coming. It's just like that, that wheel is slow, man. I mean, so, it's so slow. So, so slow. <laughs> like it literally is taking an act of Congress. Yeah. I, I, well, and to your point, again, I'm going to hammer this point home hammer. too. It's like, I just, I just, like, this is why we need to flatten the hierarchy, right? Because you've got people working to change legislation. You've got people working in the healthcare space. You've got people working in fitness. You've got people working in wellness. And like, we all have our place 
and we're all in the same bucket of people, right? Like we need to be working together and have a mutual respect for one another because it is essential that we are all part of this moving of the, the system forward because any one pocket is not going to be doing, is not able to do it alone. Yeah, totally agree. Like we need to have like the CES of fitness where like everyone goes to CES in Vegas in January. They just know that's where you find out all the new stuff and electronics and they even have a space for like fitness essentially and the gadgets and stuff. Like we need our own CES where like it's understood that we all come together and we have incredible presentations. We flatten the hierarchy by meeting each other and the, you know, the, the researcher, the exercise physiologist meets with the everyday trainer and group exercise and come in, we realize how important we are, all are to the whole scope of things. That's what we need. We yeah, need that. Totally. You know, it's funny. I'm thinking about one of the comments that came up at the end of our panel. It was a, I, I, I want to say an exercise physiologist, like a clinical exercise physiologist mm-hmm. that was like kind of pissed off that the PTs are getting into the space of, you know, yeah. personal training or whatever. And he's like, right. I, you know, like, how do you compete with these guys? You know, they've got this, these, you know, degrees and whatever. And I remember Michael Stack just being like, man, there are plenty of people out there that need to start <laughs> exercising. Like, <laughs> we are all going to be set for clients for a long time. If for we sure. can just get out there and get our message across, then we do not need to compete with each other because we all have our own pockets of people that we are working with. Oh. Um you know, and like, you know, that's a, it's a great example, right, of sort of, you know, flattening the hierarchy is if I'm really injured post-surgery, let's say, it is not wise for me to go and work with a personal trainer right. in a gym. I want to work with a PT that has a knowledge of my specific injury and knows how to get me from my cast or my, you know, brace or whatever it is to a place where I can function. And then I want to be handed off to a really good personal trainer that can sort of help sustain that level of activity that is not going to be, you know, a burden from insurance or, you know, I got to go to the hospital to go see my PT. Like, no, I want to go to the fun gym down around the corner where it's like things are super social. I've got somebody that shows up and they're like super excited to see me every day and it's a fun space. Like there's a space for all of these things. Um, Again, back to this idea. ACSM needs idea. Idea mm-hmm. needs ACSM. It's got it's got to work. It's got to start working this way. It has to start working, and it should be like we're picking each other off, and then mm-hmm. it becomes this one big thing. I mean, you could have your own stuff. I get that. I'm more of an idea of like a one really gigantic conference that mm-hmm. an organization puts on that is not a certification. That's like Idea Ursa is probably those type of organizations ideas yeah. been around since the 80s so they have a huge foothold in the industry and then you know you get all the certifications there and then the certifications can have their state clinics their regional events but make the big thing the yeah. industry uniting event you can still make your money doing these other things totally you know but make this the thing that everybody has to like i everybody knows they're going to be there at this thing every july or whatever type yeah. of thing Totally. And then you could actually have a celebration of the industry instead of going, are you going to IDEA or NSCA? Are you going to the ACSM conference or are you going to club industry? Like we shouldn't mm-hmm. be doing that. 
Yeah, I agree. And it's it is funny when you go to these different conferences, they have they they don't overlap either. So I'm thinking about ACSM. I think they had one exercise session and by that I mean like one that we could participate like go yeah. exercise. Like I think yeah. they had a fun a fun run, right? And it's like <laughs> We're the American College of Sports Medicine and there's not – like should there not be like fitness classes being offered all day? Sure. Like, yeah. And then vice versa. You go to something like Idea and it's like all fitness. So many and, fitness classes. And yeah. then yeah, – right. And then it's like no academics, no lectures. Of like here's where the research is on this side, you know, like on, on all of these things. Yeah, I love it's, – it's funny. So back in the day, but this is pre-COVID, I, my little company is called Strong Process. It's an education company. And we had a bunch of conferences. They were super cool in Boston. It was called the Strong Process Forum. And it was exactly what you're talking about. I, it did, never scaled. I mean, COVID happened and whatever. Yeah. But um, this is what we did. We had – it was about 100 people. So we were capped. And everybody that was in the audience was either a trainer or a fitness client, right? So like they took fitness classes. They were, pers- you know – did personal training, um, whatever. They, they were exercisers, enthusiasts. Or the third group of people that I invited was a ton of academics. And here's what we did. All of the panels, we had three panels during the day. The panels were move, eat, and rest. And so for panel one, which was move, we had three academics and a fitness instructor was the moderator. And so it was like, oh, finally, the fitness people can ask the academics yeah. what is going on in their specific space. And the academics were like, wait, you're doing what in the fitness industry? Like, yeah. that's interesting. Like, tell me more about that. It was like a conversation starter between these two worlds. Unfortunately, it fizzled off because of COVID, but I would love to bring something like that back. It was so well-received. And then it was like, a fitness class in the morning, a fitness class at lunch, and a fitness class in the evening, and a bunch of really good food. It was just super fun. And finally, yeah. it was like, oh, God, all these worlds are connecting. So we got to do it. We got to connect these worlds. You know, it's like, because some of the places have more sizzle and pop. Like, you go to ACSM, you don't really feel the sizzle and pop. You feel the academic nature. Yep. When you're at IDEA, you get around a lot of, like, the sizzle. Like, you're going to see all of your quote unquote fitness celebrities. You're going to get like all the people who are like popular in the fitness space. Yep. You know, if you go to club industry, you're basically just meeting a bunch of corporate people. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's just, you know, people who are like developers, investors and stuff like that. It just would be good if you could see all those people in one place. You know, you're you're bringing up a group that we haven't talked about yet. The corporate side Mm -hmm. of the house is and you have some experience with this mm-hmm. as you know as somebody that's developed this kind of programming and these facilities is that something that we don't train our fitness enthusiasts to do and the corporate folks i have found on the whole i'm painting with a broad brush here have no idea what it's like what it takes to fill a class what it takes yeah. to be the best personal trainer on the floor. They have no clue. I remember working for this um, this spin studio that has since gone out of business. They were a big, you know, a national brand and they were sold maybe two or three times when we were working for them. And they were sold every time to like a worst corporate VC type yeah. of firm. And like every time it was just like, we're cutting pay. We're going to make sure that the – they're like – 
you got to fill your classes and whatever. And like they never understood exactly the, the sizzle. Like they don't the understand sizzle. the sizzle, right? And yep. so like that's a group that needs to be pulled into this whole conversation too is like if you want to, you know, be a franchise owner or you want to open a club or you want to open a fitness studio, like the the fitness folks need to understand what that is. And mm-hmm. that's what Michael Stack was talking right. about a lot. Yes. But the corporate side needs to understand how they fill their spaces too. And like I feel like that's an appreciation that's not theirs. Like we're just talent, right? We're just like yeah. – We're just like the – you show up in a cute sports bra and like bring your sizzle <laughs> and like – they think that that's all it takes, you know? And it's like, no, like this is a – this is a, a – we think about and prep and work our asses off to like make our profession what it is. So yeah, that's a group that needs to be involved in this conversation too is the corporate set. Totally. Big time. That's a big club industry thing. I've been to it a few times and it's like, man, it's the suits, you know? It's the suits. like See a bunch of guys in suits walking around the floor. <laughs> And looking around at the next big thing, but it, you know, regardless of what you think about it, it's part of the industry. Yep. Uh, or if you go to like, like, which I've been to a CMAA, I've been a few times at club manager association. Like that's where you find developers, yep. uh, country club folks, you know, you're, it's, uh, you're, you making deals with people in that aspect. And that's a whole side of the industry that a lot of the fitness people never see yep. for that. It'd be good to see them. You know, they have a huge thing, but I think that it all speaks to the fact it's one big giant pot. And it would just be nice to be able to be at a place and I could like pick and choose those areas that I like tracks, you know, like, hey, I want to be more of an owner operator. So in this mega conference we have, I'm going to spend most of my time going to these presentations. Whereas a lot of it's just a free-for-all, honestly. It's just yeah. like, oh, maybe I go to this at two. I go to this at four. People are just wandering around like zombies and stuff. Yeah, right? I totally agree. Yeah, that would be – I feel like we're coming up with a big idea. Who's listening out there that can help us do oh, this? Oh, there plenty of people who listen. I will be tagging all of these organizations in this on LinkedIn because they're all on there and stuff. And like, hey, come on, man. Let's, let's stir the pot a little. Sometimes you got to yeah. stir the pot. You got to be willing to put some stuff out there. Call some people out in a nice way, yep. You know, and say, "Hey, why aren't you here? Why aren't you doing that?" And um, I think too many people are doing their own thing. So many people are like, "I'm an URSA person. I only go to URSA. I'm an ACSM person. I only go to that." Forget that. You need, you know, yeah. let's try to get it together, and then we're all just in the business, and we all come to a nice big event. And the another thing I wanted to say is, I ask a lot of people why do you come to conferences or why do you, you know, come to these things to meet other people in my yep. profession? Yep. Like they never say the presentations ever, <laughs> <laughs> but there's like a jillion presentations when, when it's like, it's like in America, if most of the public wants a certain thing and then the legislation does opposite, what kind of sense does that make? Yep. Like, totally. isn't it about the people and the people yep. want to meet other people that do what they do mostly not sit in a conference room and see presentations. Yep. Why are we doing and wouldn't that? It be cool, wouldn't it be cool if it could be all of the above, right? Yeah. Like I think it would be awesome to have like a super interactive, several day long situation. Maybe there's tracks like you said where it's like, yeah. you know, if, if I want to start a, I want to start a gym, here's how I do it. Or yes. I want to, 
become a better personal trainer. Here's how I do it. Or I want to get into the clinical or the academic space. Here's how I do it. And like, but, but then, you know, in moments during the day, you go to a fitness class and you go and you get, you know, like, I love that when you go to Ursa or Idea and they have like 400, I'm I'm biased, but like 400 spin bikes in a room and like everybody's in there and it's bonkers and it's like so fun that's missing from all this academic side of the house. And the yes. stuff that's missing from the bonker side of the house is like, hey, we've got some really I'm, – I'm on a cryotherapy cold punch yeah. right now. But like, hey, we've got some really cool data about cryotherapy. Like here's what you need to know to bring back to your clients. Like when yeah. should you do it? When shouldn't you do it? This is what the data says, you know? Like how cool would that be? I mean at ECSM, I went to um, – because I'm working for this company called Restore now, which is the mm-hmm. – um, you know, they have like sort of franchises all over the place. It's cryotherapy and infrared yeah. sauna, red light therapy. And I'm doing a bunch of research to understand their, their modalities. And I went to this session at ECSM on cryotherapy and it was standing room wow. only. We were packed in like sardines because people want to know this stuff. Like yes. what does the data say behind all these cuckoo trends? Like <laughs> yeah. that should be – that should be – an sure. arm, an, an arm, a track like myth busting would be like an awesome track. Oh, <laughs> I love that. A myth busting track. That's we're great. like, we get to talk to each other. Like, this is what we're seeing in the fitness industry. These are what the trends are. Here's what the data shows. Like, I don't know. There, there's just such opportunity here to break through a lot of these things. I, I love that myth busting track. That's like I'm, a really, you know, Rachel said it here. I mean, great ideas are popping up all over the place. I also think we should have I'm and anybody listening to this, I'm happy to run this at any of these conferences, a speed networking event yes. for professionals. Because you know, it, listen, I'm sure you listen to this and you know everyone's done this. When you go to a conference or you go to an event and you want to talk to other people doing what you do, but you're kind of worried about what to say and it's kind of weird or they're talking to other people. You don't want to look like a fool, you know, it's like, but what if there is a time and I've done this before. You just sit a bunch of people at a big long table and then you just, you know, just pull people, go move to the next chair, move to the next chair and like almost forced interaction, but you voluntarily show up for it. Yep. The whole thing. And you'll meet so many people. It's kind of a speed dating concept, but it's a volume game. Like if you want to meet a lot of people, you got to set something up where people will meet each other. That's not necessarily like a, a, a party. Right. Yeah. Like every a lot of these places throw parties in the evening, which I'm good. You know, you know I like to you party. Love to party. Seen, you know I like to party. <laughs> I'm not downing parties. I think people should party more. I'm I telling you. I <laughs> did not peg you for a party guy back in the day. And I'm like, I love to hang out with yes. you at a party. It Big is party a guy. good time. I'm the life of the party. True I'm story. Great, I all about it. I am like, I think partying's great for your all aspects of your life. You should never quit partying. You should just do it smarter. <laughs> do partying be, smarter. Do partying smarter, but never, ever quit partying. Ever. Yep, I agree. Like, you never stop partying. But there should be an element where it's not necessarily about that, but it's like, hey, let's just, we're just meeting people. It's a volume game for that. Yeah. I'm happy to put that on. I'd be all about that. And just, You know what would be super cool now that we're percolating on this too? So speed dating where you can like one-on-one with people. Yes. Have you ever heard of Y Combinator? No. It's like this tech thing. I don't know exactly how it works, but hmm. briefly, I think you get these like super smart people in the room and they pitch their whatever, like it's mostly like tech stuff yeah. ideas to all these VCs and sort of like angel investors and whatever. 
But you know what would be super cool if we did this and we were, had this connecting of the dots is that basically you would have something like Y Combinator and you get people that come and pitch their new fitness ideas. Yeah. But they're like, hey, this is what I need. Like these are the people that I need involved in this in order to make it work. I need an investor. I need a researcher so that I can refine my concept. I need a marketer. I need like here are all the people that I think are in the audience. Like come find me. I'm at this booth over here so that we can yeah. blow this up. Wouldn't yeah. that be cool? That'd be interesting too. Yeah. Yeah. Anything where people could just have access to each other. Yep. And and I also think like this is another kind of this is a busting thing here. Like get everyone. Don't you know? Get the big time people who you know what quote unquote fitness celebrities. Get them in it too. Have them be there. No one's above anyone else. Sit down. Have the conversations. Everyone should be accessible in, in yep. doing that. You know, it's because I think it's like you see certain people in a certain light and you go, oh, this, I could never talk to this person. They've done this. They've won yeah. this. They're doing, we got to shed that too. And like yeah. you get those people down as well and say, okay, hey, Billy Blanks, you're going to be sitting here too during this thing. Here. Billy Blanks. You know? I, I had a big, kind of I talked to Billy. At the, you uh, did? Thing. That's awesome. Yeah. It was so funny because like I had talked to him. I'm sorry, Billy, but I'm just, I don't know if you're going to hear this, but I'm just going to say this. <laughs> Billy, like the year before I talked to him for like 20 minutes, at idea. And then before the ceremony this year, I talked to him and I'm not sure he remembered who I was. I'm almost positive <laughs> he did not know who he I probably was. talks to a lot of people. Yeah, of course. In his defense, Why would he remember yeah. me? But I don't know. If I talked to somebody for 20 minutes, I think I, I would probably remember who they were, yeah. but whatever. Well, he'll remember fine. you now that you got this. Oh, he definitely knew who I was yeah. after I <laughs> But I think, you know, you're around in that circle. And Billy's an awesome guy. He's a great guy. He's done so much for the industry and you know he actually reached a lot of the people who don't exercise totally for many years right i mean totally. he did the thing that I mean, we haven't done yep 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 i mean I, he was a pioneer in the at home space like that yeah. i mean think about like everything is at home now everything is remote right. he's been doing that for 30 years yeah like, yeah mm -hmm. he actually did it he got a yep. lot of people who would never even think of doing that stuff yep to do it you know and to call it exercise like right. the the fun thing that was just like not what typically people thought of as exercise to yeah. actually just be like, no, it's just movement. Movement is like what let's we need to going, do. going. Let's go, yeah. you know, like so. But it's funny when you're in spaces with those folks, I always think to myself like these people also need to be down with the everyday trainers. They need yeah. to be talking to everybody. We've got to, you know, we, it's fun to have people winning stuff and they're this award winner and all that. But like be relatable, be down with everyone come to this networking bit, come to my networking event next year. I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to talk yep. to some people. We're going to have, we're going to talk to everyone, get everyone together. We need to unite. We have to unite badly, you know? And, yep. and, and that's what was the beautiful thing about all of us presenting at ACSM. I mean, we're all coming from kind of different angles, you know? Totally. I mean, Mike's an op owner operator. Essentially, yep. this. he's a big business guy. You know, you're a researcher. You still do spending stuff. I personally train. Amy's involved in a lot of legislation. She does group acts and stuff. Like, we're coming from all these different areas. We came together. And then the best part is we had an amazing meal together. Yeah. We yeah, literally we had an amazing we meal We had a good together. party. <laughs> we had a great, never stop partying. I'm telling you, it may be one of the most <laughs> important things you do in your life. <laughs> totally. I can't stand when people tell me, oh, I used to have a good time. I'm like, why are you stopping? <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> I'm not saying and that that's to get the good blasted. stuff. <laughs> like, no, <laughs> That's when the good stuff comes out about people too. Like we've got oh, some dirt on Michael Staff. We got now. a lot of dirt on you, Michael. It's, 
We know all about Michael's dating life and everything. We're not going to say anything about it. <laughs> not going to say anything. It's so much fun, though. It's like I like Michael more after yep. that. Totally. I, I enjoyed like. And we I liked remember, him before, but now we like him right? more. Yeah. And I remember actually sitting next to you and I looked over at you and you were laughing as hard as any person could ever laugh. In I life. had tears rolling <laughs> down my face at one point. I was laughing so hard and I, it like the hits never stopped. It like it was stop. just one <laughs> hilarious story or like comeback after another. It was just, it was, it was fantastic. It was great. Yeah. I'm like, yep. Amy, I look over at her. She's laughing. We're oh, drinking, totally. we're talking. <laughs> and that's like, to me, the best part of being alive is that yep. stuff right there. Yep. You should never totally stop agree. that. That meeting totally. that we had is what the business should be doing. That yep. stirring that I agree. like that, you know? And too, like when you think about that with exercise, like just to like bring it back home to where we first started about the selling of the joy, like that's the stuff that like gets people to go into the spaces that we are trying to curate for them, right? Like, yes. like the, the fist pumping, the like seeing each other and like laughing our faces off when like somebody does something stupid in the gym or yeah. like or like cheering for each other when somebody does something amazing you know like it's it like the fitness industry that's one of the reasons why I love it so much it's like a it is a big party a like big party. every day yeah. you show up like you go to like one of Billy Blanks's classes sure. like you're not going to you know like you're not going to be serious you're going no. to like smile and laugh and sweat <laughs> and like yeah. you know <laughs> Make a fool of yourself with Make his like. A fool. I'm a, I have a PhD <laughs> in that too. <laughs> and like that's the stuff, you know, just to like put an exclamation point back on it. Like this is why our industry is so awesome. And if each of the silos don't understand that, yeah. then like it's it's not it's not gonna this this big thing. Like we're not gonna be moving forward together. We're all gonna stay like in yeah. our own little spaces because like you think about. You know, like the people that were coming back to me and they're like, oh, like, how do you sell joy in a clinic? I'm like, yeah. how do you not sell joy to a cancer patient or to somebody that has type 2 diabetes <laughs> or to somebody that has, you know, a disease where exercise can really be helpful? Like if you're making it boring and academic yes. and dry, no wonder why people aren't coming back. Exactly. <laughs> That's my so, whole thing. Like, yeah, you got a party. People, you, you got, got a, a party. party. I believe some, a lot of my success as a trainer over 23 years, just because I look at training as, uh, you know, one part, obviously exercise progression and understanding biomechanics and all that. Fine. I, I accept it. It's great. I have all that education, but I'm mostly an entertainer. Yep. I'm like mostly, you know, the cruise ship director with my clients. <laughs> I, you know, I'm wearing, I'm basically wearing khaki shorts and a button up shirt and I'm running games and, you know, I'm going around. Oh, next person. Oh, how's it going? How's your, how's your trip going? Oh, yep. we got bingo at two 30. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> like, but that's the thing. And that's the part like, you know, again, this idea of connecting the dots is like the corporate guy needs to understand that that is yes. super important to creating community and for bringing people back. And like, the parent that is worried that their kid isn't going to make money from an exercise yeah. degree or a personal trainer account needs to know that like that's a full-time gig. Like that's yeah. a good job and like you can get a good job doing that kind of fun stuff for yeah. your whole life. Like that's – I don't know. We gotta, don't you we want gotta, your child to be happy? Like, happy. If, I mean what the, why would you want them to make a lot of money and be miserable? It makes no yeah. sense to me. No sense. Zero. No sense. <laughs> it yeah. happens all the time though. 
I know. all the time. And, you know, you're impressionable when you're like 18, 19, yeah. 20, you know, and you're like your parents are your first contact of influence. They're the original influencers, yep. your parents. And listen, if they're telling you, eh, don't do that, you won't make enough money. It's like, man, uh, I mean, I'm the one that has to have this lived experience the rest of this yeah. life, not you. I think I should decide what I like to do. <laughs> You know, come on. And I want to be a personal trainer. Yeah, damn it, yes. And I want to yeah. party. I want to have a good time. I want to have a great time, man. It's, I'm telling you, it's it's a whole part of the thing. Listen, Dr. Rachel Pajetnik, you are amazing. I'm so glad uh, we met each other. Same, um, likewise. We got to do some, I know we're always percolating there. We have to do something together. I right think now. we have a big conference idea that's brewing yeah. right now. We got to do yeah. something together. Yeah. I always enjoy working with you. You're hilarious. You're lots of fun. <laughs> it's fan. Thank you for coming on my podcast. I appreciate oh, it's it. my pleasure. Thank you so much. Anytime. Let's do this again. I think so. And uh, tell all the wonderful people, uh, because now 10,000 uh, downloads a month. People are listening to this. Okay? It's not, you know, whatever. People are actually listening. I get told all Amazing. the time. Please tell all the people who are listening how they can connect with you. Yeah. So I am at Rachel Pajednik. So R-A-C-H-E-L-E-P-O-J-E-D-N-I-C on, I am on most of the channels. So you can find that's my website as well as Instagram is probably where I am most active. Um, and please reach out. You know, this is, I think you and I are super aligned that like we yeah. have to start talking to each other. We have to start connecting the dots, um, sharing ideas. So I love when people reach out. Don't be a stranger. Um, let's party together. Party forever. Yep. <laughs> Thanks, Rachel. Appreciate it. <laughs>